mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Wow, that psalm is full of a lot of good things. But I just picked out a few. Otherwise, I would be here all night preaching. And I know you probably don't want that. But God has some good things here. And uh, you meditate on this psalm tonight and tomorrow as you're celebrating Rosh Hashanah because it is just filled with rich imagery of God and revealing who he is, which is very, very important for us to understand. So Rosh Hashanah, as we celebrate this, reminds us of our responsibility to declare and honor God as king of our life. Look at what the psalmist does. He starts out by declaring he will exalt God the king. And this holiday is to remind us that it is our responsibility to recognize and to declare who Hashem is as king of this world, and more importantly, as king of our lives personally. Concerning the Hebrew word for, for king, Melech, one writer said, a Melech, by definition, is a sovereign whose kingship derives from a people's freely chosen desire to submit to his rule. A king who reigns by force or exploitation is not a Melech, but merely a Moshel, or ruler. See the difference there? So a king depends on us willingly choosing to submit, to coronate him as our king. And what we are doing on Rosh Hashanah is we are declaring to the world that we have chosen of our free will to have God as king of our lives and that we are submitting to his rule, which means we want to follow his Torah in our everyday life. Notice the use of my in verse 1. David says, God, you are my king. It's personal. And that's what Rosh Hashanah is about, that we can personally declare our desire to have God as the king of our lives, the one who leads us and guides us through our, uh, his principles, 
even the curve of the shofar, as we will uh, see, we'll have a couple of shofar uh, uh, blowers coming up later, and and they have the big long ones, and then we have a small one at home, and it's bent and it's curved, and and the rabbis tell us that 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 curve and that bending of the shofar represents our humility before the king and our bending and yielding ourselves. Uh, to him and to his rule in our life. However, through this psalm, we're made to understand that although Rosh Hashanah highlights the kingship of Adonai, this psalm makes it very clear that it is our daily responsibility to tell of his goodness in our lives and his sovereignty over us and the world around us. In fact, the rabbis declare that reciting this psalm three times every day guarantees a person's entry into the world to come based upon the promise of God's grace in verse 16. So in the everyday Jewish life, Tehillim 145 is recited three times. That's amazing, right? Focusing on God as king on a daily basis. The second thing that this uh, psalm made me reflect on in connection to Rosh Hashanah is that it reminds us that our king, Hashem Adonai, is not like a human king or ruler. First of all, we're told that he is compassionate and caring. Adonai is full of concern and mercy towards us. There are several Hebrew words that are used here. Chanun, which means to gracious. Uh, Rachamim, merciful, one of my favorite words. And traditionally, it is said that the books are open on Rosh Hashanah and that the desire of each Jewish person is that when they are closed on Yom Kippur, his or her name would be written in that book. Well, obviously, each of us, one would desire that Adonai would be filled with compassion towards us when it comes to this. And the good news, he is. His compassion and his mercy is vast and beyond what you or I could really comprehend. And his compassion and mercy and grace, they work together. One writer said that God's grace gives us what we do not deserve, while God's mercy does not give us what we do deserve. God is a God of mercy and compassion and grace. In the New Covenant, we are told, but when the kindness and love for mankind of God, our deliverer, was revealed, he delivered us. It was not on the ground of any righteous deeds that we have done, but on the ground of his own mercy. He did it by the means of the mikvah of rebirth and the renewal brought about by the Ruach HaKodesh, whom he poured out on us generously through Yeshua the Messiah, our Deliverer. He did it so that by his grace we might become to consider righteous by God and become heirs with a certain hope of eternal life. And that's what this 10 days of awe is about, that by the end of the 10 days, our names would be written in the book of life. And the grace and mercy of God has been demonstrated through his sending Yeshua the Messiah as our deliverer, so that through his blood, our sins could be atoned for, and that we would have that certainty and hope of eternal life. The second thing this psalm tells us about God is that he is slow to get angry. Oh, I am so glad that he is patient. There are a lot of angry people in our world today. We see angry, and we see anger in all levels of society. It's broadcast in the news, and it is certainly seen in the actions and words of many of the leaders in our own country as well as the world. But God is slow to get angry. He's very patient with you and me. And the words are reminiscent of what he spoke to Moshe in, uh, in the Torah, in the book of Shemot, when he revealed himself 
to this leader, the Jewish people. And this was after our ancestors had made the golden calf in an act of rebellion against the God who had just miraculously brought them out of the land of Egypt and out of slavery. And he not only declared these words, but he demonstrated his patience towards them as he did not respond in anger towards their behavior. We need to break this image in our minds that God is sitting in heaven, angry at mankind, ready to throw thunderbolts of lightning our way. He is patient. And that's what the phrase slow to anger means. He waits for us to turn to him, always reaching out towards us with his compassion and mercy. Even when we don't make time for him, even when we blow him off because we are too busy with our lives, he stands patiently longing and waiting for us to come to him. So Rosh Hashanah reminds us of his patience in an effort to help us make changes that will impact our lives on a daily basis, not just once a year as we observe this holiday. And maybe you're a once a year that, you know, you haven't been to temple in a year and you're come this year. Well, God wants to encourage you that he would like to encounter you daily and that he's been patient and longing for you to come to him. The another thing we see in here that he is rich in love. The Hebrew word here is chesed, and the connotation of this Hebrew word is a steadfast love. This past Wednesday, I encouraged the women at our monthly uh, Chavarut group to meditate on four, four different truths from the scripture. And the first one was simply this, God loves me. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. We need to understand how much God loves us. He loves you, and his love is manifested in his goodness towards us, and it's a love that supports us as we navigate through this journey called life. It never gives up on us, even when we give up on ourselves. In the New Covenant, we are told in Yochanan 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's the great love of God. And one writer mentioned these seven things about God's love. It's unconditional. It is sacrificial. It is valuable. It is personable. It is accessible. It is non-judgmental, And it is beneficial. This is God's love for you. And the last thing we see about, uh, about God is that he is trustworthy. The psalmist says that he is trustworthy in all his promises. We talked about this recently in a message on Shabbat, that God stands true to his word. You can bank on it. He is faithful, and he will not let you down. We often filter our perception of God through our experiences and relationships with one another. Let's face it, no matter how good our intentions are, we have all disappointed others because we simply can't keep every word and every promise that we make. We're not always faithful to our word. And we've all been recipients of others who maybe made a promise to us but didn't keep that promise to us. God wants us to know that that's not him. He can be trusted. He is faithful to his word. And he is a king who will never break his word. And he is a king who will never change it. He will not turn his back on you or on me. So he is not like any earthly ruler or king. He is so different. And the last thing that this psalm made me think about in connection with Rosh Hashanah is that it reminded us that Adonai is desirous to be known by mankind by each individual. In verse 18 and 19 of the psalm, it says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, 
to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Once again, this is one of the central points of Rosh Hashanah. All that we do, the special prayers, the blowing of the shofar, all the themes to point to the fact that God wants to be known by us and to know us personally. He is very near to who? To all who call on him. To each and every one of us, whether you're Jew or Gentile, whether you're male or female, whether you're young or old, if we would just turn our hearts towards him and seek him. His promise is that he will hear our cries even when no one else knows or seems to care about what we're going through. One writer said, our supreme need is to know God, to know God well, to know him deeply, to know him truly as he reveals himself in his word. You see, God knows each one of us. He knows our name. He knows our likes and dislikes. Most of you know my like is chocolate. My dislike is liver. Do not mix the two. He knows where we live. He knows the things we're currently struggling with. He even knows the number of hairs that are on our head, or maybe not there for some of us. He knows how many freckles are on your face, the difficulties of life you're facing, the things that bring you joy, etc. He knows all these things about you, but he wants us to know him. And that's why he patiently waits, as we shared earlier in the message. He wants to bring deliverance and salvation to us. Uh, again, another theme of these high holy days, uh, holy days in this season. So what do we need to do? The psalmist tells us right here, call on him. Speak to him. Simply say, I'm here, God. I want this new year to be different. And perhaps it will be if I turn to you and truly allow you to be king of my life. See, we simply choose to submit to him and to his ways and to the principles of his Torah. And as we do that, we will encounter him and know him on a deeper level than ever before. And we will experience his goodness and love in a greater measure. And he will help us and bring us through the challenges that we are facing. I want to encourage you as I close here that God is a great king who delights in you and me his people. So let's honor him as king, not just on Rosh Hashanah, but every day of our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Rabbi Michael is going to come back and join us as we continue our worship with the Elenu.